We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land Se Kimchi is being recorded on and pay our respects to the Kamaraigal people and their elders past and present. We also acknowledge the traditional owners from all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander lands you're listening from. Hey, I'm Shona Yang. And I'm Harry Jun, and this is Say Kimchi. Say Kimchi is an eight-episode podcast that gives you a snapshot of Korean culture through a Korean-Australian lens. The name Say Kimchi comes from what Koreans say right before you take a photo. In English-speaking countries, you say cheese, but in Korea, you say kimchi. Say kimchi. Hey, welcome to Say Kimchi. Today, we're exploring Korean beauty standards and how they blend with Australian beauty standards. We'll be having a chat to our guest, Kelly No, an Australian-Korean beauty influencer. And social media content creator. And we'll be talking about Korean beauty standards and cosmetic surgery. So check it out. Hey, Kelly, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi. Hi, Shanae, and hi, Harry. Hey, how are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming in to talk to us about Korean beauty standards. I came across your Instagram, Kelly, just off the algorithm, and you've got amazing content on your feed. You're at over 12K followers now. Tell us a little bit about your Instagram journey. What kind of content do you post? Generally, I like to post my daily content. It's something what I eat, what I cook, spending time with my dog and friends. I like to give a good, healthy motivation if I can. So, yeah, just me enjoying my life. I don't have like a specific topic or a content that I'm going for. It's just me enjoying my life. So the topic of our episode today is Korean beauty standards. And Kelly, I was wondering what comes to mind when I ask you about beauty standards in general? Like what does that mean to you? When it comes to discussing beauty, it can be very subjective and complex, but From my viewpoint, I think healthy mindset and self-confidence and emotional well-being is most significant values. I think, yes, physical attractiveness is part of beauty for me too, but having a healthy mindset should be on top of overall sense of beauty. Mm. I love that. Yeah, I really like that you tie it in with health. And obviously there's so much about beauty that is physical sort of visual element to it. But of course, if you focus on health, that shifts the discussion. The idea of mental health being Mm. part of your overall beauty component is something that's really new and refreshing. Has there ever been a time when you've struggled with beauty standards? Yes, I think the reason I said mental health is important was even though I was not fat or physical appearance was okay for certain people's beauty standards but I was struggling when I was going through the hardships or difficulties mentally that was not just because of beauty but just in everything else in general so yeah once I realized that it wasn't just about the appearance it was what I have to be like positive in mindset after realizing that everything seemed to be okay. Do you think that social media has a big impact on sort of perceived beauty Mm. standards and the beauty standards you put upon yourself as well? I guess so. I think spending a lot of time on social media can impact a lot of things to individuals because you only see what's on Instagram or Mm. on social media and there's 
of course, different things going behind that, but people can't realize that. Mm. So even though I do post a lot of positive contents, but I try not to spend too much on social media as well. Mm. So I think it should be like the side thing. There's lots going on on social media and you can earn so many good things on it. But having a certain distance is good for you. Yeah. Quite healthy. Healthy. Yeah, yeah. And Kelly, you're a Korean-Australian influencer and content creator. Tell us a little bit about your Korean and Australian background. How do they mesh together? Growing up in Australia as Korean-Australian was hard-ish. Like it was quite a challenge for me when I was younger because I didn't know how to mix it up. But I think now... I sort of found a balance where I can take everything in for myself and just being me. Yeah. <laughs> what did you find challenging about being a Korean person growing up in Australia? Like, because you, I, I loved how you said hard-ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was hard, but it was also it was hard-ish. Is there any specific things that made it difficult? I think just first thing that it was difficult was. Finding my own group, Mm. being part of a certain group was a hard thing for me work because when I first came to Australia, I didn't know how to speak English, but then I couldn't really speak Korean that well as well. And it was when I didn't really have much Koreans or Asians in my school and just being trying to make friends and learning Australian culture was hard, but then I naturally learned how to be friends with people in Australia and made everything better. But then when I visited my friends or families in Korea, I'm a foreigner there as well. Yeah, It's like, I don't know what I am. What I didn't even know what Korean Australian was, mm. but now it's like, following Cozy.com, having a lot of Korean Australia around me, it's like another character in me. So Yeah, it feels like you are in between two things and, and that can be very challenging as well. Does that identity come across in your content? Are a lot of your followers more Australian, Korean, Asian Australians? Do you know who they are? I have a lot of Koreans living in Australia. More percentage of my followers are Koreans in Australia. I do have quite a lot of Koreans living in Korea mm-hmm. as well. Oh, so cool. it's quite yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think they love about your content? Like, are they looking for places to eat? Because, you know, you dine out at some incredible places. You're going to a lot of cool events. There's a bit of nature, a bit of fun. Are they tapping into the lifestyle that Korean Aussies or Kozis have? What do you think interests them about your content? I think going back to the first question, I just post whatever I want to as long as it's something positive, I like to post. And I think my followers are quite curious of who I am and what I actually do because sometimes I'm out at the beach or doing picnic and next day I'm like eating something <laughs> quite fancy or just cooking my dog food. People <laughs> people actually don't know what I do for living. <laughs> what does she do all yeah, day? Unpredictable. Oh, yes. Yeah, I love I that. Think, it's a mystery. I think that's, but it's always about like beautiful sky or dog or mm. I think people, they're not sure who I am, but she's posting something positive. I think that's what they kind of get motivation from me. Mm. Mm. I don't know if this is analysing 
too much, but I think from when I first glance at your Instagram, what I find as a really interesting nuance and combination is that you've got the Australian landscapes, like you've got golf, the beach, the parks, the dog culture, the cafe culture, but you also have yourself and your friends who are these Korean women. So I feel Mm. like it's a blend of both the Koreanness in Australia. I would also say from what I can see, yeah, a lot of your Korean outfits and your makeup style seem a little bit more Korean. Is Mm. that correct? Yes. Yeah. I did try, I think when I first started putting on makeup, it was really hard because I kind of have a Korean like face, Mm. but then all my friends were like Australians. We were following like Kardashian's makeup and I tried. It was, it didn't really go well. Mm. So I'm just in between still looking for my perfect makeup style but yeah sometimes I have like the most western makeup style ever and then the next day I will have the like most Asian Korean style makeup. I'm really curious as someone who's quite ignorant about makeup (laughs) what is the what is the difference what would you say is the characteristic of Korean makeup Mm. Like, how would you describe the visual look of Korean aesthetics for makeup? I think a Korean style would be very, like, how should I say? It needs to be, mm, how do you say? It doesn't really stand out too much. Oh. But everything's, like, perfect. But it looks like they haven't done any makeup. That's but, the best explanation I've heard. But it's like, like you don't natural? stand out. Yeah, it's like oh. natural, but you don't really stand out. You don't it really just looks effortless. Effortless, like clean. But it's like clean but perfect. Clean, so hard. Perfect. So I think yeah. Korean makeup is really hard. That sounds impossible. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds crazy I to me. That's the best explanation. Yeah, that's it sounds so challenging to try and look natural, but at the same time to try and look flawless and perfect. Mm. So it's that together. That together. And I find it interesting how you, you spoke about how you're still trying to find that look that mm. you're happy with. Mm. And you mentioned the Kim Kardashian look. So how would you describe this sort of Australian (laughs) makeup aesthetic? I think it comes to eyebrows. It has to be like on flick. (laughs) (laughs) The eyelashes are very glamorous Mm. and lots of like contours. Mm. Bold colours. Bold colours and like golden blushes. Like one time I had that mixed up with the Korean colour tone and then it was like a disaster. (laughs) And yeah, makeup's really hard. I wish we could have like those Korean makeup filter came to the cameras that has Korean makeup filters. I wish that was like, I could just wear that because (laughs) makeups are so hard. Just (laughs) apply it physically. Yeah, yeah. And it's the, not even just the face, but it's the hair, the nails, it's your outfit. Everything about the Korean look is very, like you said, polished and flawless. In Australia, it's that natural sun-kissed look, but sometimes a lot of people have to get that through the contouring, the bronze. Yeah, it's just really interesting. I find it interesting. So when we started this podcast, we want to challenge stereotypes. And so we typed into a search engine. Mm -hmm. And you know how search engines give you the most popular searches? Mm -hmm. When you start typing it, it finishes it off. I looked up Korean beauty standards, R, Mm -hmm. 
And the very first suggestion, it said Korean beauty standards are toxic. Wow. Mm. Yeah, so how do you feel about that? Because to me, my understanding of that is the Korean beauty standards are really, really high. They're extremely mm. high and there's a lot of pressure to look a specific way. Do you agree? I don't think you really feel it when you're in Australia, mm. but whenever I visit Korea for a holiday or to see my relatives, you're very exposed to digital banners on public transport or any advertisements or commercials about plastic surgery and cosmetic services. Mm. That's when I realized that this impact is really strong in Korea with the beauty standards. And it's a very common topic to have when you're having a conversation with your friends. It's very natural to talk about plastic surgery. So I was very curious and I, when I asked them questions about, so how common is it to do the surgery? And I think almost every Korean, not just women, but guys as well, would actually search for cosmetic services to fulfill that beauty standards. So I think it could be toxic and unhealthy, but I haven't actually felt it personally living in Australia. Mm. That's fascinating. Yeah, because I think these days it is maybe more common just overall in the world, this sort of maybe the cosmetic surgery, mm-hmm. Botox and everything. It's and, and you mentioned Kim Kardashian as well. And But I find it very fascinating that you said that you feel it more in Korea. Mm. It's more normalised in Korea. You mm. talk about it more in Korea and not as much in mm. Australia. Do you, do you feel like you prefer to be living in Australia and not have that pressure? Definitely, mm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's very different where... In Australia, we do talk about more lasers or like skin rejuvenation just because we're more like into natural, like sunlight. We're like out in the sun, outdoor. This is what we more care about, our our body shape, like how healthy or like fitness we should Mm. be working on. In Korea, it's mostly about the face and I think I would suffer if Mm. everyone would make a comment on my face. I think it'll be hard for me to live in Korea. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Korean skincare and Korean cosmetic procedures are definitely having their moment in the world right now. Mm. I see so many TikToks and vlogs about people, Americans, Europeans, just posting about how much it's cheaper to go to Korea, book a flight to Korea, pay for a week's Mm. accommodation, get cosmetic surgery there than it is to do it in their home country. So Korean cosmetic culture is definitely having its moment Mm. right now in the world. So that's also really affecting a lot of people and how they view Korea. Korea. Like when I told my friends, hey, I'm going to Korea, one of the first questions they asked was, oh, are you going to get anything done? It's so cheap. You definitely (sighs) should. And I'd be like, oh, no, I'm scared of needles and I don't, I'm don't. i not fluent in Korean, so I don't know how I would explain to them what I need. And they were like, no, don't worry, they'll look after everything for you. It's better for you to get it there. It's cheaper. Just do yourself a favour. Mm. So I've never thought about, personally, I've never thought about getting a lip fill or Botox yet, mm. but I'm probably going to have to start thinking about it because I'm showing some wrinkles yeah. here and oh. there. But um, <laughs> I've never thought about it until my mm. friends started saying, oh, you should. You, I mean, it's cheaper than I, mm. I'm a big sucker for value for money. So I mm. thought... Maybe it's worth looking into, but I can definitely see how someone in Australia might not really be aware of that much pressure and then go to Korea and then feel it all of a mm. sudden, probably intensified a lot more. Yes. Just like 
your friends. I had a lot of friends when I went to Korea before and then didn't do anything and came back. And then they're like, no, well, like whilst you're there, you should have done something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a waste of, yeah. yeah it's like, why would you go to Korea and not get what anything else is Korea done? before? While Kelly's here, I find it really interesting. Have you used any Korean photo filter apps? Mm. Because, yes. you know, I've used it as with, as with most mm. girls. Yeah, we've all used it. Mm. And um, I'd love to hear your opinion on this because when I first downloaded it, I was looking at some of the different features and there's one app and you can actually change your body structure, your face shape. And I started playing around with it. So mm. I was like, okay, there's a face slimming function. There's a jawline, cheekbone, egg your side, mm. um, lip size, a lot of different filters. Lot, and then yeah. I started playing with it. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I look so much better with a sharper nose, oh. less fat here. It's working. It's mm. doing like... And then <laughs> I was like, oh, that looks good. And then I turned it off and I looked at the real me and I was mm. like, ugh. Oh, see, the app is doing... And that's the, when yeah. I was like, oh, this is scary yes. because once I start, I wasn't happy with the non-filter version. Mm. I wonder, as a social media content creator, do you often feel like that can play into your own identity or beauty standards for yourself? Yes, like I didn't realize it because I've been using filtered app for so long. Mm. I didn't know the real me. Like if someone else was taking a photo for me it. with like <laughs> a normal general camera. I was so surprised to see the real me. And that's when I had a like a thought to myself that, okay, maybe posting like fake me on social content was quite, all comes to unhealthy, was affecting mm. me. So I had some time off. And oh, wow. I some time off. And then I, when I started again, um, I started using just normal, ordinary cameras and just being able to stand in front of camera as me. But yes, I learned a lot of makeup stuff from the filtered app. But yeah. with all those bones, um, like changing the lip size or your eye size, playing around is fun, but I try not to use it as much from before. So yeah, I think like what you said, I heard that people use this filter app and then they take that photo to the plastic surgeon and ask the doctor can to, I look like can this? I look like this? That's what I thought because when you yeah. said when you looked and I was like, it's working, it's like that's what they want you to do. It's working mm. in a way to make this system so that, you know, if it's a Korean beauty app and then cosmetic surgery is normalised in Korea mm. and then it, you keep using it and then you look at what you look like without these cosmetic enhancements, it's working in a way to make you feel like, oh, maybe, maybe I should. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Should. maybe, maybe one quick little. Yeah. A little here, yeah. a little. And I think the empowerment of choice, you're allowed to do whatever. Like I have friends who look down on whatever cosmetic surgery. But for me, I had braces when I was a kid. And my braces, I didn't need it for my health. Like, I didn't have my teeth weren't all crooked or anything. Yeah. It was just to look nice. And so I thought about that and I was like, I want to look nice. The big difference is if you have braces, no one's going to be like, oh, you want to look nice. Oh, you're so shallow. You're so vain. Oh, yeah. you're so... It's a bit different. And I thought it's important to be a bit more empathetic and understand that it's a choice. Like, if people want to yeah. look a, a certain way... Choice, then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I find it quite interesting, the shift that's happening, because 
on Cosicom, we recently did a video where we asked a bunch of people, hey, what are your thoughts on cosmetic procedures? Would you get it? Mm. Would you prefer if your partner had it? How do you feel? And I feel like even a couple of years ago, the attitudes were a little bit like, oh, if you get it, then I feel like you're insecure. Or if you get mm. it, then you probably don't have a healthy body image. But now it's changing. Like mm. it really has changed. Mm. And so people are like, oh, it is choice. Like if you want to, then go for yeah. it. I'll support you. If it makes you feel more confident, then go for it. If it's, And I, I feel like, yeah, it's actually has been a shift in conversations and attitudes before it used to be like, what? Why did they do that? And you used to hide it. But now it's so open in Korea. It's mm. so open on social media. It's such a thing that everyone kind of does. Mm. Um, and Koreans are much more ahead of the game than mm. Australians, are, I would say. Like they've been doing procedures simple to complex for a lot longer than us. Mm. And, you know, this isn't me advocating for or against. I, to be transparent, I haven't had anything done, mm. but I can understand a lot of the pressures if I had grown up in Korea would mm. be a lot different. And maybe I had gotten more done than kind of now but it really does come down to choice I feel like and yeah if it helps you gain self-confidence and I think the slight different could be whether you want to do it and you know if that it's going to give yourself assurance and make you feel better mm. then go for it why not but if you were pressured by getting it because everyone wants, wants you to look you away look, yeah I think that's the negative part mm. but when Harry mentioned is choice, so you, we shouldn't yeah. look down on plastic surgery or anything. But then we're not like supporting at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's hard. That's hard. It's Yeah, that's Have you had anything? If you're comfortable sharing, have you had any procedures done? Mm, yes. So mm. I've done like Botox mm. or lip fillers in Australia. So when I visited Korea, I did look for like maybe I should get her skin care done or mm. any Botox done. So. Just bits and bits that makes me feel like, oh, maybe it's good for me to have mm. a certain um, cosmetic services could be good. It gives me a good positive you know, values. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in the, when growing up, the Korean cosmetic procedure that was really popular, and it still is, is the, the double, double eyelid, eyelid yes. uh, surgery to make your eyes seem bigger, right? And then the you mentioned eggyoso, which is for like the listeners the, who don't know, it's to uh, the bottom eyelid to make that it cute little, puffy. Yeah, yeah, it means baby cute, eyes, puffy. Yeah, and you look up at your oppa, like are they mm -hmm. looking at your yeah. pretty eyes? Yeah. And there's one thing to do cosmetic procedures to maintain youth, obviously, but I'm interested in these cosmetic procedures that shift. Uh, it's like a cultural shift to have bigger eyes to make your eyes more round as opposed to sort of a narrower look? Because to me, I mean, shouldn't we think about how the different kinds of beauty, like maybe we shouldn't say that big eyes are beautiful. Maybe it should be more about, no, eyes in all different shapes and sizes are beautiful. Mm. But it's like applying that, maybe a Western beauty standard to Korean people. If we had more Harrys in the world, a lot of people would be a lot less insecure. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I don't know about that. But I think about that all the time because mm. it was... Well, can, sorry. Do you feel like it's that simplistic? Because, I mean, I can definitely understand what you're, where you're coming from, mm. Harry. And I've watched a lot of, like, documentaries on people studying the Korean cosmetic culture. And mm. I'm not an expert in it at all, but um, I've watched a lot of, you know, documentaries where they talk about oh, Koreans wanting to look Western. But as a Korean woman and growing up with Korean women, I don't really feel like that's 
the driving force all the time. They're not like, oh, I want to look like Angelina Jolie or I want to look like Hailey Bieber. It's, I don't think that's there. It's as simplistic Mm. as, oh, Western American beauty. I don't Mm. think it's that narrative anymore. Maybe it was ages ago, but now I'm, Korea is the epicenter of a lot of cultural movements at Mm. the moment. So if anything, people want to look Korean. Korean skincare, Korean makeup products. It's kind of changing. So I don't think Koreans getting double eyelid is about looking Western, but I don't know what it is. I think it's, Nerd moment. No, I, um, I, love I think it. I, I read a research paper about it actually comes down to like the resume and the economic factors that are involved in looking mm. a certain way. It's so competitive in Korea that they want that extra advantage. If your eyes are bigger, maybe you look a little bit more awake, you look mm. more alert, yes. more focused, more trustworthy. Do you feel, I forgot what my question was actually. <laughs> no, I'm learning but, heaps. That's, yeah. Do you feel like it's that simplistic, Kelly, in terms of like, Koreans just wanting to look Western, or do you think it's more I complex don't than think that? So, um, but yes, definitely, double eyelid surgery really makes people look like they're awake and focused, mm. and they're like, yeah. I think the best impression when you meet someone, I think it comes from the eyes, and mm. Koreans are well aware of that. So, I think most of the surgeries they look into is eyes because when they go for a job interview. They want to give a good impression by having a nice-looking, perfect eyes. I guess. Wow. It was. It's, I don't think it's just being big. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's being alert. So that's interesting that it's meant mm. to be a reflection of your personality and character. It's mm. not just size, like a visual. Like, mm. well, big size eyes. doesn't yeah. always matter. That doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different episode for another day. One of the you mentioned job interviews and getting a certain aesthetic. I heard that in Korea, when you make a resume, you have to include a photo of yourself Mm. in your resume when you apply. Is this true? And also, because in Australia, that's illegal. You're not allowed to to ask your applicants to provide a photo of themselves because Mm. uh, it's got to do with discrimination. Gotcha. That kind of thing, because you don't want to have to be more employable or less employable because of how you look. So it's just that like, no, none of that. Mm. But I'm interested why in Korea it's still something that you do. In mm. fact, there are services mm. that where you go to them and you take ask them to take, yeah, take the photo for your LinkedIn, take the photo for your resume or CV application, and they airbrush mm. to make you look better. How do, you, how do you feel about that as how it affects things like employment? When I was like 15 or 16, and I was looking for my first ever part-time job in Sydney. And I thought that I had to attach a photo. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you thought you did. <laughs> because so cute. I didn't know anyone selfie. who had a job, right? Yeah. So I actually attached like a selfie photo and I thought that it could help me get mm. the job. Like if someone else who was competing with me would have like same education or similar work experience. Um, I think the reason Korea wants to see the resume photos is because if everyone's the same, they want to pick someone who looks better. That's what I heard. Yeah, I asked my friends as well. Yeah. So it's like all the photo studios are booming yeah. if they take a really nice photo with yeah. a nice airbrushed or photoshopped. Yeah. They're well known for that. They that photo studio gets really popular and famous. Oh, wow. Going back to the the cosmetic culture and and 
the whole community around cosmetic surgery, there's so many businesses that have been booming because of cosmetic surgery. Like when I was in Korea recently, I was staying at this hotel and it was close to Gangnam, but it wasn't in Gangnam. And turns out it's a very affluent area. I stayed there unknowingly. And there are a lot of cosmetic procedure, what are they? Clinics? Clinics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cosmetic mm-hmm. clinics in the area. Mm. Um, one day I was coming back from lunch um, with my partner and they were in the lobby and we see another man and a woman, both their whole faces bandaged together. They're wearing hats and they're just sitting, holding hands and they're just sitting in the lobby waiting for their room. And then they go up at the lift and then they obviously just, I don't, I don't see them for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And I just found that really odd. And then I asked a couple of friends in Korea and they all said, oh, yeah, that's so normal. Like people would take a week off. They'll get their thing done. They'll just stay in a hotel to recover near the area. But, um, yeah, it was just it was an interesting couples activity. <laughs> it was like <laughs> couples activity. You, a couples, <laughs> so it was a couple doing it, to getting a procedure done together. And then recovering I assumed, together. I assume so. All I saw were two people, obviously a couple, because they're booking into a hotel room together. They're sitting together, holding hands, but <gasps> they were bandaged together in the lobby together. And then on another occasion, I was on the train in Seoul and um, there was a uh, woman and she had had, I think it was her ears or I don't know, whatever mm. was bandaged. Mm. And she was with her partner who had his nose bandaged. Mm. And together they were just like leaning on each other and supporting each other. Mm. And I just thought like, oh, wow. If mm. Yeah, I just thought that was really different. I've never seen that in Australia. I'm not yes. saying it doesn't exist, but mm. I was just, I saw that twice in a short stay in Seoul. And I just realized, oh, it's a very different conversation. Like if I asked my partner, like just for fun, like, hey, do you mind if I do this procedure or if I do that, what would you say? And he's like, oh, Look, I'm happy if you want to, but I would ask, like, what, what are your reasons? Mm. And so I feel like he's not immediately going to be like, oh, me too. When you go, I'll get my nose done too. He's not going to book a hotel and get another <laughs> uh, another procedure done so we can do it at the same time. We're not going to put it in our calendars and get brunch together after. Like, he's not really that eager for it. So I yeah. find that that was an interesting male response as well. From your perspective, Kelly, like, do you see a difference in standards for Korean men in Australia versus Korean, Korean men in Korea? In Australia, they don't, I think, like, just by looking at my friends or my little brother's friends, apart from going to the gym, they don't really take, like, not too much consider about beauty standards for guys. Opposed to that, I have guy friends in Korea and we talk about cosmetic service or surgeries together and wow. and they get like a double eyelid done or a nose done. I think for guys in Korea, it's mainly nose, doing the nose plastic surgery. Mm. But yeah, they are quite more aware of the beauty, wow, beauty and trends. fashion trends. So I do learn a lot from oh, them. Wow. So. Oh, cool. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's so like it's challenging that stereotype. Yeah, really so when Shona said like, that you saw like couples doing surgeries, yeah. surgeries together. I think it could happen. I mean, I think it could be something that's quite natural, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I haven't had anyone around me that <laughs> have done surgeries together, mm. but maybe it's not something that wouldn't be hard. Yeah, I think yeah. it's great how you mentioned that the Korean Australian beauty. Well, they focus more on the body going to the gym. But then when you speak about Korean men, it is the face. It's like what you spoke about before, more attention to the face. Mm. But then also, 
also body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also body. As well. Everything. It's everything. body and face. It's some of these, I've seen some of these gym influencers, their bodies are ridiculous. It looks like something out of a cartoon, yes. like a, like a Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. They're like so, they look so strong. Oh, Korean men in Korea, that it's, sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say it's, yeah, they, um, they, they, they dress very well. They dress, yeah, they dress, dress so very well. They, they, they dress present well. very well. Hair, Everything Everything's perfect. Yeah. And I think it's that stress of high pressure, right? Mm, everyone, true. men, women, everyone. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> looking beautiful and perfect. And then they're taking a photo of themselves and they're putting it on their resumes as they mm. apply. <laughs> and they t- Everyone's looking everyone's good. Everyone's trying to look Just good. a nation that looks good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard I feel like it's it's you know it's not coincidental that mm. Korea's huge exports in skincare, makeup products, K-pop, K-dramas, mm-hmm. they have a lot to gain from mm. people looking a certain way and looking good. Mm. But um yeah, I find that today's conversation has been really interesting and yeah. eye-opening pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for um, sharing your insight into Korean beauty standards and Australian beauty standards. Kelly, where can people find you if they want to follow you on your social media and stuff? I'm on Instagram and my Instagram account is Kelly underscore you. That's my Korean name. So yeah, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Kelly. You are a beautiful soul inside and out. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Don't forget to follow Say Kimchi in the SBS Audio app or your preferred podcast app. And if you've got any questions for us, drop us an email at saykimchi at sbs.com.au. And if you want to check out all our notes and episodes, go to sbs.com.au forward slash saykimchi. And follow us on our social media at underscore harryjun underscore and at cozycom. That's K-O-Z-Z-I-E-C-O-M. That was Say Kimchi, everybody. Three, two, one. Say Say kimchi. Kimchi.